You're listening to the Perth Property Show, Australia's only weekly property podcast by West Australian experts for West Australian listeners. Catch your latest episode every Monday at 7am. Rise and shine, Perth. My name is Trent Fleskins, your host of the Perth Property Show, where every week we get Perth's biggest experts into the studio to chat on their favourite property topic. Today we're talking about exploring the different motivations of sellers and especially in this market in 2019, we still have to ask ourselves whilst it is balancing out, why is the seller selling? Do they have to sell now and if they do, why? To help us with that conversation, we've got a real estate agent who is pretty much selling the most volume in Western Australia. It is Adam Normoski from the agency. Adam, thanks for coming in. Thanks for having us, Trent. Always a pleasure. Adam, you see so many sellers every year, right? So I think you would have the best perspective of all the reasons under the sun as to why someone's selling and what's going to get them to sell at the price we want to buy for. Let's put our buyer's hat on today. I know you're a real estate agent on yeah, the seller's yeah, side. Yeah, I'm always Let's, on the seller's side, but I'll put the buyer's hat on. <laughs> exactly right. Let's let's do a public service today and, yeah. and try and help the buyers understand why we're selling and what we can do to maybe get that price we want. So let's start off with the reasons why you're seeing people sell in 2019? I suppose the first one that we're seeing a little bit of at the moment, which is unfortunate, is mortgage stress due to changes in financial situations, whether it's loss of job or you know income drop. That's one of the reasons that we're seeing at the moment. And obviously not that they're wanting to sell, but the fact that they need to sell. Well, it's good for and, us to know as a buyer, isn't it? As a buyer, it? that's probably the best seller that you can have, especially if people are selling in this market for that reason. you know, We all know that the market has declined across WA as a whole over the last couple of years. So when the average time frame for someone to move into a house and sell is about five or six years. If they're selling in this market due to that circumstance, well, then it's a perfect buying opportunity for somebody. And if you're in that situation where there is mortgage stress, the bank probably has something to say about it as well, don't they? Yeah, and they'll have the bottom dollar on you know what the seller can accept to clean the slate and move on. Yep. Can we have that conversation as a buyer? On your level, uh, with your responsibility, no, are no, you allowed to tell us? I, I won't, regardless of whether I, the legal ramifications, I simply won't do that. I'm going to be working in the best interest of my seller and trying yep. to achieve them the highest possible price. So, yep. No, I would never disclose that sort of information. Some agents may. If it's being sold directly from the bank to the public, then yes, we can disclose that. But in the event that we're still working for the vendor, then no, I wouldn't be disclosing that. Okay, that's fine. Uh, we need to work with that as a buyer. Yeah. What about another reason that people are selling? Yeah, simply moving on. What we get a lot of in our upsizes? areas is upsizes. Yeah, they've bought the first home, slightly smaller, had the one kid, can usually manage. Second kid's coming along or has come along. They want the backyard space. They might relocate areas to get a bit more yard or be closer to a certain and school is another one. So upsizes is one that we experience quite a bit of. Are they hard ones for you to they, work they with are, because they have expectations? They are, a bit, they are definitely a bit harder. There's no financial urgency to sell the home. Also, they may have paid a premium five years ago and now to get them to meet the market today can be a little bit difficult, especially in certain areas where there's been quite a big drop in price. Because they need that money to, to move to up. To move up, correct. Now, a lot of them who have knocked a fair bit of the mortgage off might be in a little bit more of a financial position to just move it on and just to get on with their life, where some of them are hanging on to that price because otherwise they simply can't do the exercise of upsizing to the area that they want without achieving a certain price. Do you sometimes have a situation where you're trying to match a buyer and a seller or you're trying to say, look, the buyer can do this to the seller. We've also been able to find you this property. It's all going to work. All the time. And that's the way we've actually been having a bit of success with the upsizers to get them to sell the first home is, okay, look, you might be taking thirty or $40,000 less on the sale of your home, but let's actually negotiate the thirty, $40,000 on the home that you're going to buy. Let, let, let's and help you on the buying yeah, side and as it's well. Gonna, and let me negotiate that for you as yep, well. Yep. I'm going to do the 
research, how much did the sellers pay for it, where do we think it sits, talk to the other agent, and then if we can make it work on the purchase, well then you can then sacrifice the seller. It effectively works out to the exact same. Two for one, hey? Yeah. You've got, you've got Adam Nwaski <laughs> selling your property, and then you've got this well, guy if also you sell your house to me, I can give you that service <laughs> to help you buy as well. That's great. <laughs> What about more personal issues as well? Sad one Death. to see. Yeah. Sometimes we see public trustee sales. Yeah. Look, with that the, can give us some information as a buyer. Uh, uh, public trustee sales for sure. I mean, if you're a buyer and you see a public trustee sale, well, then just go for go it. Go for if, it. Yeah, if the property's of interest because the bank's just going to cover what they need to and hardly ever meets market value or true market worth. It's going to be sold to the highest bidder. Yep. Best ones to look for as a buyer, no doubt about that. When it comes to unfortunate circumstances like death, usually the people who have been in the house for quite a long time. Um, you can so tell it's been living you, that way you for can, a while and, if you walk and, in and there. And obviously the mortgage or what they paid for it 30, 40 years ago to what they're selling it for now. they can a factor. Use, no, it isn't. It isn't. Um, that's a good one to look for for buyers as well because the mortgage stress isn't there or what they're owing on the home isn't a factor. And it's a bit awkward to talk about, I guess, but... On the buyer's side, on our side, yep. those are the ones that we look for. You know, we look for public trustees because there's no emotion involved. Mm-hmm. We look for the ones where we can get something out of the agent or we can just tell because the house is very unkept. Yep. And with RP data, we can see, look, this hasn't been sold since 1964. Right. And it's probably, you know, yeah, an unfortunate but- situation where in this emotional time for a family, money is probably not the most important no, thing No, ex- exactly right. In that circumstance, it's not. And usually it isn't. Um, and, and going back to what you said there about RP data, now with the information that's available to buyers, the click of a button is amazing in comparison to what it was 10 years ago. So you yeah. can jump on RP data, realestate.com. What did these guys pay for it? How long have they been there? Mm. You can then sit down and calculate how much interest have they paid? What do they pay for stamp duty? What does the home owe them? What are, they, are they looking just What do to, they need to sell Yeah, for? are they looking just for a clean break just yeah. to get out and move on? Or are they looking to make a slight profit or where does that sit Adam you've given away all my secrets (laughs) (laughs) but those are the things right as a buyer we would need to know are we wasting our time you know Uh, if we have this information from RP Data it's on the web from 449 and we can see they bought it for 435 or 430 Add stamp duty, that's your 449. You, know you can see these guys just trying to get that clean. And then they usually got to pay agent fees and, uh, yeah. and advertising yeah. on top of that. So yeah. that's just they're looking for a clean break and they want to move on, you know? And so. that might be one where you can recognize, look, I'm going to leave this for a while because they're just going to be too hard to negotiate with. Yeah. It's not that they want to sell straight away and we just go, look, let's leave it. Yeah, no, you've hit the nail on the head there. And, and we're seeing a lot of those types of sales in the current market where upsizing or downsizing, they're just trying to get the clean break and start with, you know, if they might have been paying a mortgage for the last five or six years. They don't even take that in consideration. Right, let's just move on. The upsides when again to the new family home. We'll just cut it off and, and move on. What about when people are splitting up, divorce? It's a tough time with the family. Yeah. As a buyer, we're probably not going to realize that. It's one of those ones you're probably going to protect as a seller. We would, But yeah. can it, are there any considerations for us? Is it going oh, to make it a bit harder? No, I don't think it's going to make it harder. Every circumstance is different when it comes to divorce, and it's a, you know, it's a bit of a tough one to deal with, I suppose, because as us as agents, we're usually dealing with two sellers rather than one, yeah. and that's husband and wife it's who usually emotional. aren't talking, so we're the man in the middle with them, mm. plus we're trying to negotiate the best offer for both of them. One might just want the clean break and see you later, just want to get out and move on with my life. The other might be hanging on to price. Yeah. And sometimes that, those expectations can vary, you know. So when you get a buyer come through saying, I'll give you 400, the one party says, yes, no worries. Take the other one says, no, thank you. Oh. Yeah, it's, it's a very tough one to deal with. It's, it's case by case, really, when it comes to that. 
Sometimes both of them want a clean break and want to move on. It just depends on, sometimes we need to be counsellors almost. It depends on the breakup, which one's bitter, which one's not. Are they both happy to move on? Are they not? And then that's going to determine what price probably will be eventually sold for. But I think what we need to recognise as a theme today is that if people are selling in 2019, it probably still is in a lot of suburbs because there is a reason and not because they think they're going to make a whole bunch of money. It's not per se a seller's market right now. It might not be a buyer's market in a lot of suburbs now. We're starting to see a lot of suburbs from the western suburbs move, but it's still not a boom time in 2019. So as buyers, I think we still have that in our back pocket. We still recognize that if people are selling it for some reason, there's motivation. motivation. And you always want a motivated seller. If you're a buyer, you want to be finding a motivated seller. Exactly. So... To tie this conversation up, are there any ways that buyers can probably negotiate a little bit or understand there's a bit of time involved that you've seen where, look, those guys have done all right? Yeah, most definitely. I think uh, research is the biggest key right now. Get all the facts. Get as much information as you can from the seller who you're going to purchase off, reasons to selling. Could we what even, as a buyer, come to you as a selling agent and say, look, we think it actually is worth 480 not 500 and it's for these reasons. Can we say, look, these are the piece of data. Can we show that to the Mo- seller? Most definitely, and you know, we, we're probably doing that in the back end as well. At the end of the day, I'm a firm believer of your house is worth what someone's prepared to pay for it at the time that you're trying to sell it. So yeah. if the market keeps coming to you with 480 490 480 well, chances are that's probably what your house is worth in the current market. Mm. So the buyers are always welcome to make offers and always welcome to submit as much information as they want to the seller, most definitely. And finally, what about if we understand that a lot of sellers may want to get out quickly, does it help to have maybe pre-approved finance or oh, yeah, shorter de- settlement times or not subject to sale? Not subject to sale is the biggest one. Look, and we are seeing a lot more subject to sale offers being accepted in this market simply because there's not many better options out there. Subject to sale, in my opinion, you're always going to pay a little bit more as well for the seller to accept something like that. It needs to be more attractive to them. Cash is obviously king. Going in with cash offers in this market with a quick 21-day settlement, then, wow, you, you know, you're definitely going to get... You could probably negotiate with that. 100% you're going to be able to negotiate with that. And even what I don't see a lot of, which I'm surprised we don't, you know, buyers saying they've got pre-approved finance, well, how about bringing your conditional approved finance? Bring us the piece of paper. Bring it in. Here you go. When you're making your offer, just so the sellers are aware, here's my conditionally approved finance. Yep. It's pretty much as good as done, yeah? Yeah. Subject to evaluation and whatnot. That's going to help your offer and help you get maybe a bit of a discount on the price as well. Adam, that was a really good one, a really quick one, but I think we got some good value out of it. Thanks for coming in. We'll have you in soon. Thanks, Trent. Now, Jenny Gouchy has just stepped in the room. She's Bull Creek's number one real estate agent. Jenny, thanks for popping in. Thank you for having me, Trent. It's been a pleasure coming in and I look forward to uh, talking about Bull Creek. It's a bit of a sleepy suburb in a lot of ways, I think. It's been around for a long time. It's got a very strong market in fundamentals from the schools and the freeway, and but we don't hear a lot about it in the news. Maybe we can get some enlightenment this morning. <laughs> well, Bull Creek, you're right. It's I call it the sleeping giant. A lot of people didn't know where Bull Creek was up to about a few years ago until the train line came in. Bull Creek was actually, became Bull Creek in the 60s and then didn't become well known until the middle of the 70s, around 1976 I think it was, when the freeway opened up and all of a sudden it flourished as a suburb. People knew where it was and they were coming and, and, and that's what developed very rapidly. So we're coming down the freeway. We'll turn left on the Leach Highway. That's it. And then is it a, a right into Corel Ave? That's right. You've, you've got the shopping centre there with Big Target Shopping Centre. And then you've got Old Bull Creek. I mean, if you turn right, you go to Bateman and uh, University. But turning left, it's that little pocket. And it's so close to everything. It's only 11 kilometres to the city, 17 kilometres to the airport. 
and we're close to the beach. Yeah. So we're quite central. When you think about all the work that's happened along Leach Highway and Row Highway, I mean, that's the thing, it's between Leach and Row, isn't it? So you could pop onto Row, go straight to the airport without a traffic light, really, couldn't you? It takes me 15 minutes when there's no, no traffic. But yeah. no, it's, it's a great location. And like I said, a lot of people didn't realise until they caught the train and then two stops from the city, they're at Bull Creek Station. Mm. And they're thinking, wow, how close is this? Well, you're pretty close to Garden City then as well because when I go to Garden City, I'll actually go via Leach Highway just because there's less lights. So you, you turn right to get to Garden City, but if you were just left there on the corner, that's Bull Creek. Correct. Bull Creek, we find the main draw card in the Bull Creek are the school zones. Mm. The school zones, it's a family orientated area. So you'll probably find 80% are all families, even the owner-occupied and even the 20% that are rented, we have a, a huge rent roll. So the, the, our, most of our tenants are all families who can't afford to buy, but they want to be there for the schools. Let's talk about that. Uh, most of the time when you think about Ross Moyne Senior High and Willerton Senior High, these are the top performing schools in Western Australia on the public side and generally massive schools too. Correct. Great, great, great numbers as uh, thousands of kids go there, uh, but obviously well resourced. When you think about your schools, you think Ross Moyne, well, the kids from Ross Moyne must go to Ross Moyne, or the kids that live in Willerton must go to Willerton. The catchment zones are actually quite wider than that, and it inc- includes Bull Creek on both ends, doesn't it? It does. I don't think a lot of people realise it has three school zones mm. in Bull Creek. Now, you've got uh, north of Parry Avenue is all Ross Moyne High School zone, which is very, very sought after. Uh, we have the Willerton Pocket, which is a dual-leaming Willerton Pocket, and then we have the Leeming, just Leeming. Now, the other school that's come up in a big way over the last probably three years, and that's a Bertha Primary. Now, Bertha Primary is very sought after because it has Mandarin-speaking classes. Oh, wow. So my, my Asian market are very much sought after. So they come, a lot of my buyers come and they say, we want the Bertha Primary School and Willerton High, or the Abertha and the Rossmoyne High. They know what they want. And if they walk into a, a property, it's really really weird because if they walk into a property that's leaming, they'll walk out, no yeah. matter how nice a property is. So that's how sought after and how important the school zones are well, to them. It just shows the different cultures, right? I understand that a large percentage of uh, the, the ethnic background from Bull Creek is either coming from that Chinese Mandarin yes. background or from the Sri Lankan background. And both of those ethnicities, very studious, obviously, very good performers in terms of schools. And, it's, and, and clearly what they're doing is they're valuing the, the cost, of putting their money into the house. Uh, knowing they're going to give their kids great education rather than spending 25 or if they've got two or three kids, 50, 70 grand a year on Correct. private education. That's right. Um, you'll find that the, the overseas market, the Sri Lankans and the, the, the Asian market will put the money into the, the property more so than spend it to go to All Saints, for instance. All Saints is also a very, very high-performing school, mm. high school in the area. It's a private school, but it... it a lot of people will not pay that fifteen, eighteen thousand dollars per child to send them to school. They prefer to go to Ross Moyne and put the money into their property. Yeah, well, I guess there's no there's no guarantee on a return from a private school education. But when we're talking property, you'd hope that over time you put that money in, and, and there'll be some uh, appreciation and value. So. Well, yes, from the real estate point yes. of view, yes, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. No, uh, we uh, we we have a lot of people that just look for the school zone there and uh, we find that the the school zone uh, if we have a, a property that's priced right uh, it will go very quickly 
Okay. So let's talk, perfect segue, price. Let's talk about those price points. What sort of properties can you buy? I'm assuming most of them are the 3x1s or the 4x2s or the 4x1s because they're that, that sort of vintage of double brick home. What are we paying to get into these properties? Well, Trink, uh, it's a good question. The, the median price at the moment is around 730, 730000 which is not your first home buyer. No, it's more uh, than most people would expect. That's exactly think. right. Our, our price varies from uh, probably a small villa around the four hundred and twenty to 430000 to the, your mansions in Brockman Park, which is about one and a half mil. Wow. You'll find Brockman Park is a, a smaller estate, which is the latest development in Bull Creek. It'd be around about the 20 to 25 years old, and it's very sought after. Not many properties there that would sell under a mil. So most of those properties are very nice properties and very sought after, but they're getting a little bit tired as well. As a property gets to around 14, 13, 14 years old, needs a bit of renovations. Are you seeing that happen throughout the suburb? Oh, definitely, definitely. A lot of people, because the land value is so high, the properties being 35 to 40 years old, you find the value in the, in the property uh, is, is all in the land, not so much in the, in the house, unless it's had major renovations. If a property is originally 35, 40 with nothing done to it, it's virtually bulldoze and, and land value, which a lot of people are doing. They're wanting the big blocks, the 700 square metre blocks, where they can build their dream home, have the pool and have the backyard for the kids to play in. And that's the average size you find in Bull Creek? It's around the 700 Yes, around mark. the 700, 7720. There is a few that's slightly bigger, but they get snapped up very quickly. The large blocks get snapped up because of the fact that, you know, you can subdivide some of them. Well, let's segue in straight into that. Subdivision is always a hot topic for us at the Perth Property Show. Bull Creek, not a recognised development area. It's a family stronghold. Correct, correct. However, there are a couple of opportunities there. I guess we can talk about them. Corner lots, if we're above 700 square metres there, there should be opportunities. Uh, and also, you've still got some big lots. Yes, you have, Trent. You're correct in saying the corner lots, uh, they've all been snapped up and there's so much development happening in Bull Creek because of the corner lots being subdivided. There's already homes being built in the last several years. When they had the interim policy, a lot of them took advantage of that. They've mm. already built homes. Others have already got applications in there, and we're selling quite a few homes for the corner R20. Uh, I've just sold one recently in the Rossman High School zone, which was a 900-odd square metre block uh, that you could retain the home. So you could retain the home Fantastic. and then develop. So that was that went the first week, got snapped up by and the investor. And how much, we, so we're talking maybe a 350, 400 square metre block of land at the back? Correct. Oh, probably around about 400 because it 400. is a, a battle axe, uh, yep. 450, yes. And then you had you, you have around about 400 the front, uh, the side. And how much are you paying for land? Uh, that one would go probably 870, 880 for the whole total area. So, and then that's being cut up? They can cut it up. It wasn't cut up. That was a total block sold yeah. uh, as is. And that's what the development would, would take place. They could hold on to the home and then subdivide, or they could subdivide in, in years to come and, and uh, demolish the home and, and have a different configuration of the, of the block. And I guess the block values at that size would be in the mid 400s. Oh, and the rest, and the rest in the Rossmoyne High School zone. I just sold two 500 square metre blocks, uh, and they went for about 585. But you'd want to be putting a substantial home on that as well. Well, you would. I mean, you wouldn't undercapitalise it. You wouldn't build anything much under five, six hundred thousand. Clearly, we've got, again, a sleeping giant, a a, a suburb where we don't have uh, too low a ceiling in prices. 
uh, where if you do want to build big, build a nice, beautiful home, yeah. uh, you've got the same opportunities to do it in Bull Creek than you may be able to do in Willerton where it was, it's more expected or uh, more visible. Yes, correct. But, I mean, it's all about location, location, location. There are pockets. There are pockets, correct. And the school zones are so important. You could build a home of the same value in the Lemmy School Zone side of Bull Creek and you wouldn't get your return because the demand isn't there. It's all about supply and demand. The demand is huge for the school zone. So you'd have to make sure if anyone was to invest and wanted to get a good return, I'd always look at the school zones before they bought the land. Mm. Well, Jenny, you mentioned before the median house price $730,000. Yes. Now we're going to spring this one on you. We do that to, uh, <laughs> we do that to every number right. one agent every week. If you had $730,000 in your pocket right now, what would you go and buy in Bull Creek? I'd look for a development potential block in a good location, probably the, the worst house in the in the best street. Mm. Maybe rent it out, lease it out for a few years, and then subdivide it because that's where my money is going. I'm going to make money in the subdivision because the land is so sought after. They get snapped up very quickly. Fantastic. Jenny, thanks a lot for coming in. I really appreciate your time. Maybe in the, the next few months we'll have you back in again for an update on where Bull Creek's going. Pleasure, Trent. It was fantastic speaking with you. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Perth Property Show. If you've only just joined the conversation, you can catch up by heading over to our website, perthpropertyshow.com.au, subscribing to the podcast or joining our Facebook page. Don't forget to tune in next Monday at 7am for more expert insights, local analysis and suburb spotlights. Happy hunting!